What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. It's your boy, Ricky, a.k.a. Dick Chuck, a.k.a. the man behind the can at Seltzer Time Official. Here, as always, with my conversation accomplice, the man with the hunch about Worcester, Travis. What's cracking, Fizzle Fiends? Welcome back to another episode of Seltzer Time Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the support again. You guys have been fantastic. What's up, Travis? How are we doing? I'm better than the other day, but my nose is still clogged up. And I hate to just come off the box whining, but it's the thing. <laughs> it's just like right here on the front of my face. It's the first thing I'm thinking about. I feel you. I feel, I feel, feel good. Like I, I haven't gotten sick yet. You really? Not yet. You lucky dog, you. It'll happen. My mother-in-law hugged me last night and told me not to hug her because she was sick. And I'm like, it's all right. <laughs> we're, just, we're just giving it back and forth to each other. There we go. Um, yeah, so last week's episode was... Dude, fantastic. I mean, we knew that going in because it's Lucas and Lucas is a silly bastard. But uh, yeah, it was so much more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah, he he really killed it. He's the best. And the promo shots, the promo shots, the the freaking seltzer going all over the floor. It was. Yeah, I was a little nervous about getting everything all wet, but I had so many of those on my phone. I went down and broke down all the uh, like the the extra like footage that we didn't use and broke it into like you know, five second shots that they're on the Instagram story. So those were a big hit. There's a whole half hour of footage that someone, we started recording before we actually started the episode. There's 30 minutes of stuff that I, I cut out of the episode cause one really didn't fit. Yeah. But maybe someday we'll release a, a mega cut of the Lucas interview. Bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> the bloopers. Oh yeah. So again, shout out to Lucas, AKA sticky pictures, um, for coming on, helping us out and you know, not only being a great guest, but hooking us up with our fantastic logo that I love so much. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. So this week we have literally my favorite bartender in the world, Mr. Derek Grimm. What's happening? <coughs> you're, you're my favorite bartender. Hey. Oh, it's a lot of you love really right are. there. Thanks, man. You, you get my vote number one in the city. Love you. You get me so drunk. <laughs> That's I'm kidding. My goal. I'm kidding. He's very. He's a very responsible serve bartender. Safe. He's very serve. He's serve safe certified. <laughs> tip certified. Yeah. Uh, there's only two I know. Fernet certified. For definitely Fernet certified. Maybe rum shot certified too. Oh, for sure. Rum cousins. Definitely. What's up, TK? Oh, yeah. What up, TK? <laughs> So, uh, so Derek is bartender and bar manager. Um, yeah, bar manager, like bar director, something. Director. Cool. <clears throat> Over at uh, Dead Horse Hill, um, probably my favorite bar, easily my favorite restaurant, but place I've had a, a couple cocktails. One or two. Yeah. My favorite Again, part res- about responsible serving. Exactly. My favorite part about going into Dead Horse is uh, whether it's Derek or TK. Um, but mostly there. I think you've been there like 98% of the time I've yeah. ever been there. Yep. But I'll walk in and I won't even order a drink. Like I'll literally just like sit down and Derek will look at me. I'm just like, do something. And Derek like always comes through with the greatest cocktail ever. Sometimes we'll be like, what are you looking for? And I'll be like, uh, rum, mezcal, whatever. And it's always just beyond on point. So he just gets a look at you and makes the drink that best fits your aura in that moment. Yeah. He's that good. Pretty much. I mean, usually with Ricky, it's just like a, usually like a warm PBR and a shot of old crow whiskey. <laughs> he's a simple man with simple tastes. That's how it's done. That's when I listen to Kid Rock though. Like I listen to Kid Dude, Rock. You, can't, you can't not drink PBRs and listen to Kid Rock at the same time. It's, it's sacrilegious. Hand in hand. Pretty much. How it goes. So yeah. Uh, Derek, what's up? Uh, I actually just want to talk about some of the events that uh, some service industry events we're doing over the next couple of months. Um, 
you know, try to kind of bring like the city's like service industry together a little bit more and stop with this like disjointed like events happening and and um, make yeah make like a, make like a really good like just kind of bring the community together a little bit more so that everybody's kind of like trading ideas and kind of growing a little bit. There's a lot happening in the city over the next couple of years, so. Um, there's gonna be a lot of new like incoming service staff and and restaurants and things like that and basically I just want to have something kind of set in stone um, where we're where we're doing events like every month not necessarily with like the US bartenders guild or with any any like distributor um, per se just like bringing in cool products bringing in cool people to the city and just like trying to get um, try to get things moving forward with with this whole like Worcester cocktail renaissance that's happening right now What's up? yeah I like that. So what are these events? So you said service industry events. Can you take us through like what this event actually looks like? Yeah. So like a service industry event basically is usually sponsored by uh, is sponsored by a distributor or a uh, or a brand basically to kind of promote their products to um, to bartenders, servers, bar managers, owners, things like that, so that they can obviously increase generate sales and, and things like that. So um, by putting those products out there. Um, to taste, especially with new products, and getting like this kind of like almost um, intimate, like exclusive first look at ty- first look type stuff. Um, it gives people kind of like it gives people this sense of ownership of b- brands that come on. Like with me, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of um, St. George. They're out of Northern California. Um, I, I think that every single product they've ever put out has been fantastic. And we're going to be doing a couple events with them over the next couple months, including like a cocktail competition. But I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, basically, people show up. There's usually there's almost always um, uh, a rep on hand to uh, buy drinks for everybody. Um, so you can kind of taste through everything and see what, you know, see what's out there and see what uh, see what this specific brand has to offer. And then. Um, you know, depending on where the where the event is, like if it were at like dive bar, there obviously wouldn't be like food, or maybe there'd be something catered, or like pizzas brought in, or something like that. But nine times out of ten, it's at a restaurant, um, so it'll be like you know pizzas or chicken wings or just like you know finger food, so nobody's like eating on you know drinking on an empty stomach, yeah. which is. The number one rule for drinking is yes. don't do it on an empty stomach. Yeah, really. <laughs> Build a good base. Yeah. So for these events, are they open to the public? Are they invitation? Um, we, I, t- I tend to um, uh, only promote to the service industry. <clears throat> Obviously, we have like uh, a lot of like, you know, being being bartenders, we have a lot of regulars. We've, we form like really good relationships with, and I'll tend to like tell them about the tell them about the events and be like you know you're welcome to show up and and kind of hang out because these are people that are going to be purchasing the product and sure interacting with it yeah interacting with it and telling and like word of mouth like telling me like you know um like we got uh matt matt myers from castle island's gonna be coming out to the to the um the next event we have coming and you know him him bringing like an exclusive beer or something that hasn't been quite released yet um and getting those people excited about it is is absolutely instrumental in in like in building a brand and and it's instrumental in building like um like this kind of cohesive bar scene in worcester like so i typically i typically um shy away from inviting the general public but like a couple of couple like select people absolutely it's not trying to it's not it's it's not like um some pretentious like exclusivity thing it's you know this is an event for a service industry to kind of get away from having to be you know on and being like the personality that 
everybody expects you to be behind the bar. Yeah. And you just kind of be yourself and, you know, knock back a couple shots and, and loosen up a little bit. And it's, it's again, it's a good way to network and to just to hang out with your peers in a non, you know, one thirty in the morning, cranking back <laughs> as many shots as you possibly can before last call um, setting. So it's true. I like the idea of uh, like, like you said, having a handful of, of, of bar regulars. Um, I can't even count how many times I've, you know, I've, there's a, a good amount of dive bar regulars, but there'll be people who come in on a Saturday night and they'll be like, what's your favorite beer? And before I can even answer it, you know, Val or, or whoever's sitting next to where that person is, they'll turn and almost cut me off and sell beer for me. Like, <laughs> so it's cool having them come to these events where it's like, oh, yo, like we're going to start carrying this gin. Let's invite the people who are going to are, are going to sell it on the other side of the bar, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, just shout out to Val, because Val is one of my favorite human beings on the face of the planet. Sick. There have been there have been nights I've been just getting my my ass totally kicked and I don't have time to sit down and talk to people. And Val will just take people straight through the whole menu. Yeah. And then I'll just, I, I feel like I feel like I feel like I'm stealing from her when she when she tips me. Yeah. Same. Um, she brought me beers from. Uh, uh, from Suarez a oh, couple weeks same. ago. She's the best. Yeah, oh, she like walks she's in. She's like, dude. "Hey, I brought you these beers." I'm like, "That what?" She she's brought, like, "Oh, you always pour me beers." I'm like, "I love you." Last year, she brought me up like a box. I had like some stuff from Sloop, some stuff from Suarez, some stuff from Plan B. I was just like, "She's the best." You don't ever have to tip me ever again. Just keep bringing me beers. Yeah. Kyle and I had brunch uh, at Dead Horse on Sunday, so we're like hanging out, like talking to TK and stuff, getting ready to leave. And Val walked in and we ended up spending another like half hour ripped a shot of Amara with Val. Like you just, you can't leave. She's the greatest. Yeah. She's, she's definitely one. She's definitely a person I like to have at those events because a, she's, she's knowledgeable. She's knowledgeable enough to know like what, what things are and B she's just, she's a lot of fun. Yeah. She's, she's a blast. She's a customer. She yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she doesn't work in the service industry, but you would nope. never know that. No, you wouldn't. You would think she's a seasoned vet. She's uh she's she's stellar, man. She's just a fan. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, she's definitely part of the crew. Hell yeah. So uh what's the what's the first event coming up? So the first event we have coming up is gonna be at Shimjong or Simjang or the Jang or uh, the old suite, as some people call it. Um, no one calls it that. Dude, you'd be surprised. <laughs> people, <laughs> Who misses people, sweet? People still call people still call Dead Horse the old ritual. Oh wow, that's throwing it way back. Yeah, way back. I even had somebody call it the old Blitz one time. Well, I call it the DCU Center, the old Centrum. So hold it on to the. Uh, yeah, the Comcast Center, or whatever it is now, is still gonna be a great with forever. Oh, yeah. I don't even care. Always, always. Um, Jokes on you! I didn't know it as the Centrum. I've only known it as the DCU Center, but whatever. Yeah, I've only been here five years. Anyway, so so. Anyways, yeah. Sorry, off topic. I'm spacing out right now. I'm exhausted. Um, <laughs> You'll feel you. Thank First you. Event. Thank you. First, First event is uh, it's gonna be at Shimjong. Uh, it's gonna be sponsored by um, Intrepid Beverage, uh, who handles the Egan's and March Hair portfolio. Um, so this is gonna be like whiskey and some uh, Pachine, which is like this Irish distillate that kind of predecessed like the whole like whiskey craze in Ireland. Okay. Um, as far as I know, I might need to fact check that. Um, so uh, we have Kirsten Amon, who is a uh, fantastic bartender. Um, she was considered she's considered one of the best one of the best bartenders in Boston for sure. Um, she got inducted into the um, Tales of the Cocktail Hall of Dames uh, two years ago. I love she's, that name. Yeah, dude, she's she's great. She just put out a book called Drinking Like Ladies. Um, she's the just the the sweetest human being you could 
ever hope to meet. Um, she's going to be coming in and pouring off some Egan, some Pichin, and one of her promoting one of her new products called Cocalero, which is like this South American herbal. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if it's a liqueur or if it's just a if it's just a, a straight um, liquor, but we're going to find that out yeah. very quickly. I wish I had some. I had a bottle of Fernet in the car that I should have brought up. But. Uh, I mean, it's never too late for Fernet. Uh, or too early. Or. My fiance is going to be listening to this, so I, yeah, no, it's not too Yeah, congratulations, <laughs> fiance. Thank ba- you very much. October, right? Um, yeah. At least that's when you made a Facebook official. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a couple, yeah, it happened a couple days before that. It was pretty awesome. She's great. She's the best. She really is. She puts up with my shit on a level that uh, nobody else ever has in my entire <laughs> life, including my parents. Yo, isn't that what we're all looking for? Yeah, just absolutely. somebody to handle our crazy. Just someone to just someone to just to put up with my shit. Shout out Sarah. You handle my crazy so well. Thank you, lovely. Naomi, you know that I am a handful. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm I've, I've been there. Naomi, you're a saint. Yeah. <laughs> Naomi, you are a saint. Um, love you, Tina. I love you, Tina. Um, and then we have Matt Myers from um, from Castle Island coming out to pour some beers. I don't know exactly what he's bringing out. He said he might bring out some um, like limited release stuff. He's definitely going to bring some cans, probably some swag. Like um, Matt's great. If you don't know Matt, um, Matt's Matt's fucking awesome. He's such a great dude, and uh, their beers are fantastic. And Matt's just this really down to earth guy. Like he's not he's not this you know uh, IBUs and 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 you know all the pretentious beer nerd shit. He just he's a regular guy, (laughs) and he listens to Jawbreaker. So uh, that's what's up. Big big shout out to Matt Myers. Yeah, so you're going to that show, dude. I. Yeah, I'm very excited. Naomi has no idea who they are. And so the other day we like took a nap, woke up, I saw that they were coming and I looked over, I was like, hey, we're going to see Jawbreaker. <laughs> she just kind of looked at me and I was like, you're probably the, the movie. You might like it, but I don't know. And then she just kind of rolled over. I'll be there. For, I'll be I'll be there for that, too. That's right after my birthday. So, uh, yeah. Yes. All right. Real quick. I'm going to sneak in with more references that most people aren't going to get. I was doing some research and I have a question for you, Mr. Derek A.C. LaRock Grimm. Yes. Why'd you send a guy to shoot Reggie? Wait, what? Yeah, I just dipped in hard, didn't I? This is another thing that I'm not going to understand. Uh, He's from, well, well, you know, AC LaRock's from Philadelphia. He's got a message for you. I got a message for him. But, you know. Reggie got shot. If if you're going to sell the cookies, you got to wear the uniform, right? Because if you're not wearing the uniform, what's the point of even selling the cookies? That's right. What? The fuck? And anybody, anybody, anybody who gets that, um, come to Dead Horse Hill and tell me what the reference is, and I'll give you the biggest high five on the planet. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, bitches, come and get some. So, <laughs> so that's the first event. Yep, right. it's gonna be held at Shim Jong. It's going from six to ten. Um, all service industry is encouraged to come out. Um, there's no cover charge. There's no like we're gonna have some um, cocktails for sale featuring Egan's, um, Egan's Marchera and Cocalero. Um, it's gonna be a good time. There's gonna be a little bit of food there too. I'm quite sure. I don't. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what we're doing yet. We still haven't ironed those those details out. What's but. the date on that again? That is Tuesday the 29th. Whatever date that whatever it's the twenty eighth or twenty ninth, I believe it's the twenty ninth. Okay. Of January? Of January, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this that month. So it's like three weeks. Twenty two and a half weeks. Ninth, I think is a 29th, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about dates. Because I'm going to the Bahamas. Hello. Ah. Coming back on Saturday, which I think is the twenty sixth. 
Saturday is the 26th. Yeah. 29th oh, would be the Tuesday. And, oh, and, and only one person pulled it out to check <laughs> the date. No, I'm actually super impressed with Ricky just using his own mental I only know that because of the Bahamas. Nice job thinking. All right. Thanks. I don't do it a lot, but sometimes I really hit it out of the park. Nice job thinking. <laughs> I need somebody to just follow me I'm around and like, throw that at me. Right? Hey, I saw what you did there. Good job thinking. Yeah, hell yeah. I don't do a whole lot of that these days. This kind of go off muscle memory. Dude, it's, it should be used sparingly. Oh yeah, dude. You can't use, you can't use too much brain capacity. Everything in moderation. Yeah. All right, so that's the first event. You said there's another one. Um, yeah, we have a um, a natural a natural um, wine tasting uh, event at Dead Horse at 281 Main. If you don't know already, um, you should know. You should know. And if you don't know, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, Aaliyah Fredericks from from Bliss Wine Imports is going to be coming down and and bringing some cool wine. So if you want to start learning about natural wine, um, or if you're like just a huge wine nerd and want to come out and taste some really really cool stuff, she's be bringing um, a couple different bottles of some different stuff, some different varietals from. Um, she focuses mostly on South America, um, which is kind of like become this big huge natural wine um, epicenter. So she's gonna be bringing some really really cool stuff and tasting everybody on it. We're gonna have like some Chicago out and things like that um, another like six to six to nine event it's gonna be a little bit more like it's gonna be a little bit more subdued because like it is wine and wine's not really like you know slugging down 16 ounce you know double IPAs and shots of whiskey <laughs> But it's still going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really, really, um, really informative. Uh, Aaliyah's, again, just a fantastic person, and she knows so much about natural wine and about um, about what's coming for the future. So we're really excited to have her in. Um, our wine director and general manager, Julia, is going to be on hand as well to uh, to talk about stuff. She's again, is a, is a huge wealth of knowledge um, in that aspect. So if you want to check out some natural wine and some really cool, funky stuff and some stuff you probably – and some great varietals you've probably never heard of before, because I know that I've never heard of at least 90% of them. Um, definitely come, and, come and, and check that event out. That's going to be February 25th. It's going to be a, another Tuesday. Okay. Um, again, this is open to all industry all service industry people, if you want to come down, um, we're not doing like an RSVP thing. It's just kind of show up, come in, like kind of at will type thing. So if you want to come at, you know, eight o'clock and try a couple glasses of wine, you want to come right at six and stay till nine, it's entirely up to you. Like this is not like a show up at six and hang out for, there's going to be a presentation and we're going to sit down and all this stuff. It's just going to be very loose, very casual. Just if, if anybody knows anything about that horse, this is how we kind of do things. Very loose, very casual. Um, that's why it's my favorite spot. Yeah. You know, we get it done. Very loose. Can I ask you about natural wine? Is that a brand or is that like a specific no, so type of wine? Natural wine is kind of... Um is this new is new, not, not, not new movement, but it's like it's becoming more more popular and um, you're seeing these you're seeing these um, these vineyard owners and these and these winemakers not using you know not using pesticides and not using um, like traditional methods of of growing their grapes. There's there's some people that are just you know out there letting letting the land overtake the grapevines and, and picking like that. You're talking about like wild fermentation, um, like stuff that's completely completely open air and uncontrolled, uh, producing these weird funky wines that are you know some I I I like some of them. Some of them I think are just completely just disgusting um sure but, i mean that that's could be any wine but right? there are some there are some that i just i can't get enough of um there's this uh producer out of um 
uh, Portugal. His name is Joao, and he does this. He does this um, wine called Rufia. It's this. Uh, it's this insanely awesome red wine that I just I, I just like to crush out of the bottle. Like right. no brown paper bag, no nothing. Just like pull the cork out and just start drinking on the corner. And you guys have that at Dead Horse? Um, we have. We we've 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 got a lot of his. We've had a lot of his wines in, um, but he's just like this crazy old guy that like. Uh, just like let's you know he he lets he lets the the grapes do their thing you know a lot of these major awesome. wine producers are are like big on consistency because that's what their that's what their market looks for is they're yeah. looking for this consistency and this and um, the same product every single time and the very very little variation from um, vintage to vintage and these guys are these guys are just kind of is it good all right cool let's put it in a bottle and sell it that's awesome yeah that's interesting um. Again, like Julia could definitely go into way more than I could about this. She's like, she's got a lot. Again, like a, a ton of knowledge about this kind of stuff. But this is just, you yeah, know the things sure. that I know, and I hope oh, you're that I us tip of the iceberg. Yeah, just the tip. So I need um, <laughs> just to see how it feels. Um, yeah, so I hope I hope that I, I did natural wine justice with this thing because I was totally unprepared to talk about it. That was the most I've ever heard anybody. So I've actually never heard of natural wine until. Dead Horse came along, mm -hmm. like Julia posting about it and talking about yep. it and stuff. Um, I've still to this day never heard anybody else talk about it. So having you talk about it right now, that's the most like in depth I've ever heard. Yeah. So it's it pretty. Bad. It's uh, it's 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 super cool stuff. It's you know it's it's obviously it's not for everybody, but if you want to come in and try some really really cool wines from some really really small producers, um, people who are like literally just doing this to to get by. Um, you know, the big, they're not, not just doing it to get by, but like doing it because it's their passion. This yeah. is not like from major vineyards that have like these tens of thousands of acres of grapes with, you know, a whole like a whole staff of, you know, 500 people picking them and all this stuff. This is like this is like as as Julia loves to loves to say a husband and wife teams. Yeah. You know, these are like people that are having like their their villagers, the people from their villages come out and uh <clears throat> And, uh, and and pick the grapes. Um, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really it's really really cool, and it's it's definitely very. Um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for right now. It's 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 what it's what we like it's what we what we like to do what we like to what we like to promote at Dead Horse. Um, Seltzer. Yeah, Perfect. it's wow. exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Um, yeah, yeah, that's so why Ricky doesn't drink it during the show. Yeah, I very rarely drink it during the show. Good call. Yeah. Good call. I'm gonna seasoned vet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to come out, that's February 25th, Dead Horse Hill, um, six to nine. We're gonna have some. We have some really, really cool wine. Some, some baller stuff there. Um, probably gonna be some rosé and some Perones happening. If you've never done a Perone, then I suggest you get your ass to Dead Horse to yeah. do a to do a Perone. My thirtieth birthday. Uh, the last thing I remember <laughs> was, was the Perone of rosé. There were a lot of shots of Fernet in it, like leading up to this moment, but you literally were, the last thing I remember is the Perone, and that was the end. Of you were good until you got the fried chicken and the Perone. That'll yeah, which. That's a hell of a combo. Yeah, that was fantastic. Fried chicken, fried chicken and rosé. Can't beat it. It was beautiful. I that sounds up. like a way to celebrate. Oh, I've hell celebrated. Yeah. It was, shit was lit, as, it a, was, as the kids it was, say. It was indeed lit. So is that your advice for Che, who was asking what should he do on his 30th? Oh, <laughs> he was. I was trying to think of a funny response for that, and I just couldn't think of one. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to hit him with like, come hang out with me at the dead bar. But hitting him with uh, Perona Rosé and chicken... Yeah, that he, sounds. You can't. It doesn't get better than that. Yeah, 
That sounds like breakfast. Yeah, just have him let me know when his birthday Sound is, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll see if Jerry can do some of those, uh, the, some of the ribs from when we first opened, because I know those were his favorite thing on the planet. Dude, his birthday's he, in July. I forget he, when. But. He died a little bit inside when we got rid of those. Well, then Demogo rolled through and hit him with some ribs. Oh, true. <laughs> true. Yo, loving that new look to the Demogo menu. The Mama Root menu looks so good. Uh, did I just steal something on you? No, okay, no, no, good. no. Phew. No. Phew. No, I did. Uh, I did see that though. Sounds. I'm. I'm excited for this weekend. <laughs> By the time this airs, this will have already ended. Yeah, <laughs> we'll oh, already shoot. had multiple sandwiches. Yeah, yeah some of these suckers. <clears throat> I will have had many, many sandwiches by this point. Yeah, so many, in fact, that it might kill me. I hope not. You got to get married in a little bit. Also, you got some events coming up. You got to take. Yeah, care yeah, of. true that. Kill me eventually, then. That's Down the line. Yeah, slowly with the artery clogging stuff. There we go. So we've got a whiskey event. Whiskey and beer on the 29th of January. The natural wine on the 25th of February. Um, something I've got something coming for March, but nothing set in stone yet. Um, it's going to be mid-month um, because on April 8th, we are hosting at Dead Horse a cocktail competition featuring uh, St. George. Um these guys are, like I said, like one of my favorite, one of my favorite brands right now. They're doing just incredible things with spirits. Um, they've been around since the early eighties, I believe. Um, and their, their gins are fantastic. Their, their breaking and entering whiskey is insanely good. Um, and just their whole portfolio, I think is, it ranges like 30 products. Oh, wow. They just do, <clears throat> excuse me. They do, um, a lot of really, really cool stuff. So, um, when I thought about doing a cocktail competition, I was thinking like, do I get a distributor in here and like have a bunch of different stuff? Um, or do I focus more on like a smaller, like a smaller brand, not necessarily smaller brand, but these guys, you know, they're not Bacardi. They're not, you know, yeah. these, these, these big, like, you know, they're not Tito's. Um, they're smaller, you know, they're, they're, this, they're a smaller company. I really like the, um, I really like Brian Bartell, who is the, uh, the uh, Northeast rep. He's a super cool dude. We met at Tails a couple years ago. Um, he's originally from like, I think Brockton or Bridgewater or something like that. Sweet. He like noticed my blood for blood tattoo at the Frenet, at the Frenet party. And we started, we started talking and then he was That's the, the most like on brand Derek Rim thing I've ever heard. Like, yo, this dude noticed my blood for blood tat. We were drinking Frenet. And I'm yeah. just like, I, nothing else has ever made sense to me aside from that one yeah, sentence. That was, uh, was that was a day. That was certainly a day for us. We were playing, um, what's that? What's the, um, the lawn yet? Bocce? Was it the, uh, the balls the, and the peach? The little yeah. ball? Uh, oh, the like, bag thing? No, it was like the, um. With the little hole? No, it was like, it was like a lawn, like a. Lawn like darts. A, yeah. No, it wasn't darts. I think it was bocce. It anyway, like is bocce. it the thing that they do at like all the breweries? Like the little, like, like the, it looks like a ramp. It's got a hole in it. You throw it. No, that's cornhole. Oh yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of the name of that. Bigger balls and a little ball, and you're trying to get the big ball close to the little ball. I think so, yeah. That's bocce. I was, I was, I had been drinking for night. So in New Orleans for three days. Ah, boy. That's, that um, sounds, so it could have been called scotchy. Yo, real quick, Che, that's what you should do. Yeah. Yeah, let's go to Tails, Che. Don. Hit me up. Down. Hit me up. Um, yeah. Anyways, so you're playing bocce and so yeah. So we, we, we he was the he was the rep for Southern California at that point, and uh, I just I just kind of like flew out of my head a little bit. And then when he when he moved back to uh, to Massachusetts, um, Russ Reynolds, who's uh, the origin rep for Dead Horse and for well, obviously for a couple other people, he has he has our account. Um, came in with Brian, and I was like, I remember you. 
I don't know why I remember you because I don't remember much from that day. But I, <clears throat> so we've we've gotten together and we've talked about. Um, I've wanted to do a cocktail competition, at Dead Horse, for a while. I think it's a great it's a great space, and we promote like a lot of, um, like the betterment of 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 the cocktail scene in central Massachusetts, sure. along with a couple other places. Um, I've been to some. I've been to. Uh, I competed in one cocktail competition at uh, at Les Sangria then in Hudson. It was it was a ton of fun. Um, everybody had such a good time, and I kind of want to I kind of want to do that in Worcester too. Um, kind of promote kind of promote Central Mass as a whole. Um, so we're going to be promoting to not only Massachusetts bartenders, but uh, Providence, Portsmouth, and Portland, Maine. That's awesome. Um, Providence, Portsmouth. So it's W against a whole bunch of P's. Yeah. Take that, P's. Um, what does a cocktail competition look like? Um, there's, there's a couple of different... Um, there's a couple of different formats, but essentially it's just a bunch of bartenders getting together and... Putting their best, I guess I hate I hate this I hate this term, but like putting their best foot forward, making like the best cocktail they can, um, with uh, <clears throat> within the parameters of the of the of the rules, you know. Um, sure. And I've been I've been a part of a couple different ones. Um, the most fun I had was at was at Less Than Greater Than the Aperitivo competition this past summer. Um, well, take us through that. Give us like yeah, tell us your so, story, and then I'll give us so some understanding. Basically, like what you do is you you, you hear about the competition, you uh, enter enter um, a recipe, you know, work on a recipe a little bit, and try to figure out what you want to do and how you want to do it. Basically, these these cocktail competitions are for the brands, <clears throat> so they can um, start, so they can like put out, you know. Um, you know, mass like like mass promote like different cocktails, different styles of things. It's kind of like give creative use of the brand and things like that. Um, they they do this so like they can like ex- expand the brand essentially. Sure, makes sense. Um, a lot of these a lot of these cocktail a lot of these competitions, with the exception of like you know the the major ones like the Bacardi Legacy or the. Um, the uh, Diageo World Class focus on like using recreatable products um, or or commercially available products, um, using basically what you have so that they can like promote it to everybody. Um, so you come up with a cocktail that you think fits the parameters of the you fits the parameters of the competition. You get selected usually by um, usually get selected by the distrib- by the by the brand and the and the venue okay. and then you go if you get selected you go and compete you make a cocktail in front of a bunch of people uh, shake uncontrollably because it's uh, incredibly nerve-wracking and uh, end up uh, usually drunk as hell sounds beautiful yeah it's, it's a lot of fun cocktail competitions are great for for bartenders to kind of get to know one another especially like <clears throat> you're pulling from you know we're pulling from all of New England um, you're getting people that hopefully are coming down for um, you know, obviously the chance to win, win, you know, some prize money. Um, we're not, we're not we prize still, money. Sorry. we still haven't, um, decided on a prize yet, but it's going to be, it's going to be substantial. Like it, cool. it, we're not going to have people come down from Portland, Maine to compete for $200. Sure. Uh, or a sweet new baseball cap. Oh, uh, <laughs> first of all, I would compete for a new sweet, for a sweet new baseball cap. Absolutely. I can't. I'm, not, I'm. I'm a beer guy, but I will definitely compete for like a Fernet snapback. Dude, those things. Those <laughs> things are hard to get. We gotta get some. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk to next on the I'll list. Talk to whoever I gotta talk to. We got coins. Now we need some snapback. Yeah. Seriously. Got your coin. Oh, dude. Always. 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 <laughs> um, 
but yeah, we're going to be releasing all the like the pertinent information for it um, at the end of the month. We just need to get all of our ducks in a row. Right. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, tickets are going to be twenty bucks to get in. It's going to get you samples of the cocktail. Um, there's going to be a DJ. I'm hoping Ricky Nelson will MC the event. Uh, you know you got me. All right, sweet. Ooh, Whatever you you heard it here first, people. Breaking news. Yes, yeah, I love it. It's gonna be great. A lot of people are gonna be very happy about that. Um, All right, this is late, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna have a DJ. It's gonna be like it's gonna just be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a party. Like it's not gonna be like this stuffy, you know. And next stop is gonna be, you know, it's it's gonna be a, a lot of fun. Like I encourage people to have like walk up music and like music they want to make their cocktails to. So almost, almost like in the same vein as maybe like secret walls. Um, kind of. Yeah. It's going to be like, I mean, it's not going to be like a team battling thing, but I mean like at least the secret walls, I didn't work. <laughs> um, watching, I think Sean hosted that one, but watching somebody kind of host it and like announce who's up next and kind of like, you know, work the crowd while they're making their, in this case would be a cocktail instead of a piece of art, but, uh, which, you know, they go hand in hand. Much. Um, yeah, that'd be kind of sick having like walk up music and yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Like it's it's it sounds like the WWE. Yeah, it pretty much yeah. Um, yeah, it's just gonna be it's gonna be a really really good time. We're trying to um, plan it as 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 a party and not as like try to focus around the whole the whole idea of it. Um, and we're calling it uh, we're calling it Run the Woo. That's so fucking yeah. good. We want to have it. I want to host it every. I'd like to host it once a year, um, and have it and have it grow and kind of be like this this force in Worcester. Yeah. Um, da, 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 I was like, da, dude, all I'm thinking right now is <laughs> want run the jewels to play the entire time. Oh my god. Yeah, this is gonna be. It's probably gonna be a lot of run the jewels playing. Um, I'm talking. I'm gonna be in touch with a couple of local artists very soon um, to, dro- to drop a logo and um, we're gonna get I'm gonna get some t-shirts and hats and stuff like that I, go, I still gotta you know we're still we're still a couple months out of the event so I gotta start getting my ducks in a row with that kind of stuff but it's gonna be it's gonna be a spectacle like it's gonna be a good time that would be yeah. so sick yeah anyway um, alright so I gotta I gotta admit something here that up until what you just explained which is why I've been asking about it I've been picturing this as like one of those flair bartending uh, competitions because that's what I and I know you both just been like oh my god you fucking idiot I know I don't drink I don't go to bars so it's forgive me is that still a thing is do do real bartenders not like those bartenders like um, and, um I hate the ter- I really hate the term real bartenders Sorry. because okay. yeah every if you're if you've got the balls to step behind the bar and 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 work that shift and be subject to whatever you're going to be subject to you are in my opinion a real bartender fair um, 100% yeah there's just there's different like there's different aspects of it there's like there's like the gunslingers that work at places like um like union tavern and um I don't know where else is busy like whiskey on water. Those people that are just doing like crazy amounts of volume, and that's like one skill set in itself. And then you've got like the flair bartenders who know all the crazy tricks and cool stuff, and that stuff that stuff's super fun to watch. Um, and then you have like the craft bartenders that are like you know meticulously creating these cocktails that to, to be like pieces of art. It's all it, it's all like kind of like six six of one, half dozen of the other. It's just yeah. it's just different different skill sets. And you find that most most bartenders who are in the craft um the craft i guess like scene 
have spent time working as gunslingers and 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 working in those you know college bars and whiskey bars. I mean, I came up and I came up at Applebee's and Leitrim's for for Christ's sake. What a combo! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, got that somewhere. It's like though. a Worcester State Thursday night. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah, back when back when Park Ave Park Ave was a thing. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before the device of Cactus Pete's. Oh yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Cactus Pete's. Remember Mahoney's back when John owned it? Yeah. That was the first bar I ever went to. Really? As a 21 year old. Yeah. It was a. I had so much fun there. I love how you qualify as as a 21 year old. As, <laughs> well, I mean, like I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Like. <laughs> it was those four years that I went as a. Yeah. My first my first legal bar was the Blarney Stone, and okay. my first legal drink. As a, as a 21 year old was a Grateful Dead. Mine was nice. a Four Horsemen, and I. Oh, why is that a thing? Because people when they're 21 are very stupid and do dumb things like that. And I puked all of it into the trash can at Worcester State in the lobby of uh, my roommate Dan and my friend Fred uh, of their dorm. Right in the lobby, we walk. We as we're leaving the. I don't even know what you would call him, the like security guard guy. He was like, please do not come back here. I'm like, dude, we're not coming back here. I was like, it's my birthday. It's fine. He's like, please do not come back here. But like, dude, we're not coming back here. We went back there and I not only went back, I puked in the lobby in the trash can. <laughs> like right in that dude's feet. But, but yeah, he made me change it. I was like, I felt so bad. <laughs> All right. What Sounds is in your four horsemen? I've heard I've heard a couple different ways. Captain Morgan. Four horsemen shot is Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, Johnny Walker, and Jose Cuervo. Yeah. That is traditionally that is traditionally That's how what I've I heard. how I knew it. There's the three kings shot, which is Jack, Johnny, and Jim. And then the four horsemen, you add Jose Cuervo, and it is effing disgusting. It's so gross. So All the only- those alone aren't that good. <laughs> Put them together and it's Four times worse. Yeah, I got to agree. I, I actually, I don't mind Jim Beam. It, out of yeah, out of that out whole of, out of the four, I, I like I like Jim Beam the best. I think for sure. Um, but I don't know. Do you guys remember cement mixers? No. You ever had a cement mixer? Was that like? Okay, okay so, so I only know it as a cement mixer. So please enlighten me. So a cement mixer was a shot that uh, you always like. It was kind of coming out of fashion when I was turning twenty-one. But a cement mixer is uh, Bailey's and lime juice. <laughs> And it is the most disgusting so thing. It's, it's not just lime juice. It's Rose's lime juice. So it's like sugary lime syrup. Um, is it and curdling it, it, in basically, your mouth? it basically just turns into this this chunky ball in your mouth. And it's one of the most disgusting things I've ever drank in my entire life. That's my wife works one day a week over at Arts up at like uh, Northside or whatever, oh, yeah. Burnside. Arts Diner. Yeah. So she'll, she'll sling beers there once a week. And some guy came in the other night and bought everybody a round of pickleback shots. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, pickleback. You guys know about this shit. That shit's gross too. Dude, the best pickleback ever I've ever had in my life. Demoga came in one night with like the the juice left over from the pickles from the chicken sandwich, and he's just like, shots. Look, I'm like, duh. (laughs) (laughs) So he's just like, we poured. I forget. It was at that moment. It was. I mean, Derek was probably there. It was like a bunch of industry people in there anyway. So we. You know, drew up like six shots of four roses. I think I did that actually. Yeah, I think I was there. Brought over six more. Poured the pickle juice in. Just downed it. It was just like, it it made so much sense to do at that moment. I've had picklebacks everywhere, but there's nothing like Demoga order being like just looking you in the eye and saying shots. It doesn't happen very often. No, that yeah. man's that's he's a beautiful man. He really is. I he's usually outside, not slinging chicken. But sometimes, most nights, he sells out. So luckily, the juice was left over. We drank it. 
Thank you, you guys. You have stronger stomachs than I. Oh, I have an iron stomach, man. I can, I can. It's the elevator. <laughs> hey, <-o. laughs> um, yeah, what were we talking about? So we got iron stomachs. Iron stomachs. Oh yeah. Um, actually, my friend, uh, my friend Ryan Rushford will probably know me as not having an iron stomach the night I drank two curdled uh, Irish car bombs back to back. Wow. Yeah. And then he, we went back to his place and he cooked a very, 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 very rare steak that I had three bites of and then proceeded to just <laughs> puke for three hours. It happens. Yeah. It was at Leitrim's, actually. <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to Leitrim. Shout out to Leitrim's. Shout out to Ryan Rushford. You're the real MVP. Thanks for killing up my puke, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right. Last little thing that I want to bring up is something that happened over the summer between you and I. Do you remember? Not particularly. In the t second floor of Simjang, right during a powwow event. Oh, you know what? Ah, I'm out of here. I wonder if you would have I'm out of here. Wait, what, what is so this? I, didn't, I couldn't remember who Derek was. I'm going to be 100% honest. And I did okay. a bunch of research. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's the fucking dude I played NBA Jam with. <laughs> Derek and I had a heated <laughs> battle royale. Like Battle it came Royale. down to the wire, but I squeaked out in the end. Oh yeah. Wah, wah, wah. But anyway. What's up? Yeah. No, it was stupid. It's great to see you again, man. That was a fun event. That's. I was hoping ass. that wouldn't get brought up. I was hoping my NBA Jam skills wouldn't be called into question. Now, now Chase gonna, Chase is gonna light me up. We're gonna have to have another tournament. I was gonna say I heard there was an event happening at Simjong. Maybe, maybe that's the next battle. Oh, wait, is there another NBA Jam? We might be able to. We might be able to go to Sega Genesis up there. Would be the worst idea. Do it. I don't think so. I don't think it'd be the worst idea. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll 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 gladly rematch you, and then we could have a whole big thing. It could be a whole Seltzer Time sponsored. Oh yeah, we'll go rockets. live. Yeah, Instagram live. You Instagram guys just battling it out. We'll, we'll do uh, announcers. You and I can announce, do color commentary. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so. Oh yo, we should do Seltzer Time versus Pop It. <laughs> That'd be so sick. You ladies are on. They would kill us up. Yeah, totally. But anyway, just like they do in ratings. I was gonna say, yeah, like they're gonna beat us always. Um, yo, would you? What do you think about being the male version or the boy version of their show? I think that's what they said. Uh, uh, that might super be the, the greatest honor of all time. Yeah, super down with it. Yeah, they. Yeah, shout out to Pop It. Um, they gave us a shit ton of praise in their newest episode and then a little bit of a little bit of you know poking they little, poked yeah. a little bit a little bit of pokes much deserved poke yeah oh respect <laughs> on our one of our first episodes respect to stephanie ramey and amy peterson both who are doing fantastic jobs at marketing in the city i was gonna say shout out for kind of like shutting me up i had this whole thing one of my poke my first poke i think was or second poke was the marketing in worcester mm -hmm. like as as a whole it wasn't yeah. about the city it wasn't about one specific place it was just in general a lot of things happen that aren't pushed hard enough you know yeah. um and <laughs> i was taught this morning when i listened to the newest episode of pop it that i'm not necessarily wrong but there are uh especially two very powerful women that are going above and beyond and doing the best they can yeah they're absolutely killing it so to their credit it is hard to aggregate this much information from oh, a yeah. whole city of headless cats or whatever 100%. but they do a ridiculously amazing job so yeah yeah it was awesome it was it was pretty great i i spent most of my morning laughing and being very happy that they they brought it to the forefront being like uh yeah i mean you know what about this <laughs> damn it you're right 
That's good. That's the whole thing. We're trying to bring it up, start a conversation, and if we're wrong, call us on our shit. Yeah, I'm usually gonna be wrong, so. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd say a hard 90% for me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I respect the two of you for having that much self-awareness and the confidence to. You know, I just presume everything I say is always wrong Same. until I'm proven right. And somebody just nods their head like, oh yeah, I'm like, oh great, I was right, sweet. Was I <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure till you confirmed me, but thank you. Great. Hell yeah. Um, are we getting else, into this? Uh, oh, anything else you want to touch about? Um, no, I think that's really about it. Um, so for a casual fan, just take us through what Dead Horse Hill does. Like, what's the mission there? What's the... Um, so we... We focus um, heavily uh, from the food from the food aspect of things. Fo try to focus heavily on supporting local farms and um, being as sustainable as possible, not using um, not using like factory farms and things like that. Uh, we work closely with we do work closely with a lot of a lot of central mass farms. Um, we kind of source we do source like throughout New England uh, as well because there's just a lot of great products happening, a lot of great um, produce and and um, and meat and seafood and stuff like that happening. Happening, um, all over, all over New England. New England's got some uh, some some of the best farm culture, like uh, probably in the U.S. I mean, maybe the exception of California, but I haven't been out there yet. So, yeah. So we try to focus on that. We try to focus on um, on on making some on making some really really nice dishes with. Um, some, some, maybe some stuff that people have never heard of before and trying to get them into that. But we also try to focus on being as approachable as possible because I mean, I, I've, I've been in Worcester almost my whole life and I know when I first started at dead horse, I, I kind of like raised an eyebrow at some stuff. Like nobody's going to want to order this. And you know, it's up to, it's like up to us, like at the front of house, like it's up to us to kind of sell, to sell it to people and, and let them know that this isn't like, this isn't something scary to try. This isn't something that you're going to regret. You're like, you're really going to like this. Um, Jared, just the, the whole kitchen staff just does a great job. Um, at, uh, at, at producing like such a great product and such a beautiful product um, every single night. They work very, very hard. It's, 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 super, it's super nice to be working with a team that cares so much about, about putting food out. <clears throat> um, and with that being said, like I've seen a lot of restaurants that do have good food programs, but their beverage programs are just, just horrendous. You know, you look at like, they're putting out these dry aged, like putting out dry aged steaks and on the, on the menu, there's like a flirtini. And I'm just like, why would you like, why would you do that? Like, why would you do that to your, to your fantastic, to your fantastic food? You just like going to put this, you know, juice in sugar filled cocktail on there. So, you know, with Sean and, uh, and myself and TK, we, we just try to, we try to put out, um, cocktails that are inventive, approachable, um, but are just going to compliment, like are going to compliment the menu. So we don't, we don't, we don't ever try to like, <clears throat> we never try to do anything crazy. Like you, you look at like some craft bars and they're like doing this molecular stuff or this crazy, like if you ever went to Booker and Dax, New York city, um, like all this like crazy science, science experiment stuff. We just try to do really dialed in, very tasty cocktails that people want to drink. Cool. You know, and again, with the wine program too, like focusing towards the, the, the natural stuff, the biodynamic stuff, the sustainable stuff. Um, we try to do that as much as possible. Yeah. It seems like you guys have found your niche. And that breakfast sandwich. That breakfast sandwich though. Is I my, can, oh. I can eat one of those. I can eat one of those in under 30 seconds. Dude, it's. I don't advise it. Un like it is literally my favorite thing to eat in this entire city. What is it? What's on it? Sausage, house house made sausage, yeah, yeah. house made sausage, avocado, uh, egg, hot sauce, 
cheese? cheese? English muffin. English muffin. Sounds yeah. simple. So it's delicious. like pretty simple, but it is. It's un. I, I can't get anything else. I want everything else. Like the soft scramble, unbelievable. Everything I've ever had at Dead Horse has been above and beyond awesome. But I think about that breakfast sandwich way more than I've thought about anything I've ever eaten in my life. Really? I yeah. fucking. That's right. It's, it's, it's Simjang wings. It's pretty amazing. Like, it's the best. Oh yeah, Simjang wings are. But that's just that's. Uh, I feel you. Stupid good. Any any dead horse OGs will remember the uh, we used to have the breakfast sandwich on the on the biscuit and you used to have to fork and knife oh, it because the biscuit yeah. would just like it was just so buttery and flaky it would just crumble right away. I'm quite literally salivating right now I thinking about biscuits. Same. Same. Right. I missed I missed the biscuit. Oh. Uh, last question I have: Is anybody out there making seltzer cocktails? The highball is like the highball cocktail essentially is uh, is just. Uh, single a, a single spirit with with some type of carbonated beverage. As, essentially, that's like with, with she, if you want to shear it down to its most basic, um, most basic I guess definition. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we did. We've done. Uh, we actually over the summer we had a cocktail called the Gin Ricky Nelson. Um, the so Gin was, Ricky Nelson. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was gin, lime, cucumber, um, some sample syrup. I think we had some pims and we topped it off with with uh, polar seltzer. It um, was. Uh, I actually. I'll post a picture. I still have a picture of like the menu part with it. It literally said hashtag seltzer time on it. Yeah. And it, was, it was called Gin Ricky Nelson, and in parentheses it said at Dick Chuck seventy seven. Yeah. Yeah. It had, like, it was the coolest thing ever. What an honor! It was so sick. Like it was also fucking delicious. It was it was a ta- it was a tasty cocktail. It was very summery. You know, it's yeah. cucumber. It's very 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 light. Like Ricky. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I'll take that. Light airy. Yeah, if you Gin. were gonna make a cocktail with me, you'd probably just want to put like Fernet and gasoline because I'm so fucking abrasive. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Dude, two shots of Fernet and a push of pills. Yeah, oh, I'm into that. I could go for that. I, I could go for that right now. Shift pills. Uh, Jack's, Jack's Abbey. Abbey. Jack's Abbey beer. Lager Boys. Lager Boys. Shout out to Jack's Abbey. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely shout out to Jack's Abbey. I love those guys. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Yeah. Highball. Highball cocktails are, are fantastic, and I think they're starting to make kind of a comeback because there is a great, there is like a lot of technique to making them that people don't, um, not, not necessarily, people just don't pay attention to it. Um, you know, there's like ways to pour the soda over the ice and through the ice and how you're mixing, like how you're mixing your ingredients and how you're, um, even, even kind of stirring it sometimes. It just, yeah. Seltzer cocktails are fantastic and we almost always have one on the menu. Cool. That's what's up. I'm stoked about that. I'm very stoked about that. I'm always stoked about cocktails. Oh, same, same. I never stop thinking about them. As I get older, um, it's very much like a, also I only get cocktails at certain bars uh, as a beer guy it's really nice to go out when I go out and like to dinner or whatever I almost never get a beer anymore if I go to the fix I get a beer because like Ed really fucking kills it with that menu yeah. uh, or if I go to Armsby but like going to Dead Horse going to Sim Dog it's always 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 cocktail we'll get a cocktail from Tina next time you go to the fix she makes some she really makes some fucking fantastic stuff her Instagram is one of my favorite to follow in terms of her cocktail pictures yeah they're oh, fucking dude, she's, so they look so good so good it's ridiculous it's like 11 in the morning and like I mean granted like I kind of live that vacation lifestyle so I should just go, <laughs> I should just go get one but I'll see it and be like oh it's too early for this but I want it so bad I gotta wait 30 minutes she's my favorite every time I go in there she's just like Frenette I'm like <laughs> Duh. Immediately, yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out to Tina. Shout out to Tina. Cool. She hates me. Hit him with the, uh, she hates me. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She totally loves me. I love you too. Um, 
Hit him with the Stokes and Pokes. Yeah, Solon, take us away. Stokes and Pokes. You want to go first? Uh, sure. I mean, I always go first. I feel like... I'll go. I can go. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. I don't care. Cool. All right. So this week, um, my, my poke... So last week, I was really excited about festival lineups that we're going to drop. Uh, Bonnaroo, GovBall, and Boston Calling have all dropped this week. I'm going to poke the GovBall one, even though I know it's probably like not that good because of the Woodstock. They're like bringing back Woodstock this year. That's so, the stupidest thing wait, I've ever heard what? in my entire yeah. life. Yeah, so it's the 50th anniversary, so they're moving it too. It's not even going to be in Bethel. It's going to be at Watkins Glen, which makes sense. It's a giant racetrack. You can hold like 100,000 people. Yeah, but what about all the... the yeah, there was yeah. some serious shit that happened. Yeah, the last, the last one that one. happened was not the best idea they've Thanks ever had. Biscuit. Yeah, right. Classic. You know, anybody that doesn't know what they're talking about, just Google Beastie Boys and Adam fucking talked about for 20 minutes about what the fuck happened and what he saw. Just Although, some terrible shit. Shout out to DMX because that video of him performing at Woodstock where there's a billion people watching him and they're all going crazy is something that I watch at least once a week. I don't think I've ever seen that video. No, I'm going to have to check it out. DMX Woodstock, I'll be looking it oh, up. It's unbelievable. Like, it's nuts. It's absolutely insanity. It's great. I wish I was there, but I was like fucking 10. I watched it on pay-per-view at my neighbor's house. Did you really? Yeah, my neighbor's dad <laughs> rented it, like ordered it for the three days. And then I remember watching it and we were watching Red Hot Chili Peppers and they played Suck My Kiss. Uh, and then they invited it's all- It's the only th- Chili Pepper song I like. Really? There's a couple, but not many. I like Snow. Snow's a good one. Snow's okay. I'm, just not, I'm not a chili guy. Well, so- they invited all the women in stage to take out their used feminine products and lob them up on stage. So as like a 10, 11 year old watching Woodstock on pay-per-view, I'm watching Anthony Kiedis get pelted with used female products, tampons and yeah, that was a real thing. It was a so different time back then. Thing. It was a different time. It was a different time. It was the nineties. Anything was possible. The, the late nineties, 94, right? So there was no, 94 and then they brought it back. No, in like 94 was, 94 was like a good one. 99 was the, yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry, 99, yes. 94 is the one where, like, Green Day played with, like, the mud and, like, made that whole thing. That yeah. one that one went over very, very well. Yeah. 99 was the one where it was corn and Limp Bizkit and, like, there was fires and people. Were yeah, the giant bonfires and yeah. Brocore. Yeah. Lots of Brocore happened in that. Very problematic. But I think that's the one where DMX, it, the only shining light of that whole festival is DMX, because, duh. Yeah, well, DMX is... The only shining light. Yeah, the only shining light. So you're poking so, at. All right, so yeah, so my point. <laughs> no, I just couldn't no, remember how we got here. I honestly, same until two seconds before you said that. Um, so yeah, so my poke is at. Uh, is that GovBall for, you know, not necessarily coming through with a, a super powerful lineup? Um, even though that's not really like that big of a deal. I don't know. I was just bummed. I was very excited because last year was so sick. And then this year they just kind of released like a very. Meh, Eh, kind of lineup. Maybe they got some tricks up the sleeve. I, I'm pretty sure it's because of the the Woodstock thing. Yeah. So I think Woodstock's gonna be crazy over over staff, which is awesome. Like, I mean, it obviously should be a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then so my Stoke, uh, Crust Bake Shop is getting a remodel, like as we speak. Everything looks so sick. Like, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, their new logo is freaking awesome. Um, we were here yesterday getting 
Mike D shout out to Mike D and Technicopia too for like making the the window decals happen. Um but yeah, it just looks really awesome. It's gonna be super clean, super nice, very like Lexi's vision for Crust. So I'm excited to see what's up with that. Yeah, yeah. it looks really real cool. Yeah, pretty pumped. And they're gonna dial on their menu a little bit too. So I'm excited to see what new stuff happens. Yeah, As a person talking. who literally goes there every <laughs> single day. <laughs> I do love I do love Crust Bake Shop. Yeah, I'm crusty fan of chocolate uh, croissants. Oh, yeah. Sticky buns. They have the best chocolate chip cookie easily in the city of Worcester. Um, backing you up just a second to your, your announcement about the, the lineups. Yes. Boston Calling. Were you, so sick. Were you, you, that was good to you. Dude. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm a little underwhelmed. The I don't know most of those names. don't really do it for me. Like, 20 of the Pilots as a, is an amazing live band. Like, that band is, I don't really listen to them that much, but... Live, that band is unbelievable. That night's going to sell out. Kids lose their minds for that band. Uh, Travis Scott, somebody who I don't necessarily listen to that much, but I'm, I've heard that there are bigger mosh pits for a Travis Scott show than a lot of other shows. Like, he's like a nutcase. So I'm very excited to see that go down. I don't know anything about Tame Impala. Oh, see, I, I actually, that's one of the bands I actually have a CD. They're chill. Really? They're I've a never festival. heard a single Tame Impala song. I have no idea what they sound like. I, I, I don't. I thought. I honestly kind of thought that Tame Impala was like, was like another moniker for Donald Glover's like childish Gambino. Because that's what it seems. That's what it sounds like to me. That <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. There was two names on there that I was super stoked on. Dessa. If you guys don't know who Dessa is, she's this uh, female rapper from Wisconsin or something. She's on. Oh shit! I forgot the label, but she fucks around with this dude POS for a minute. That's how I. Oh yeah, I know who POS. Yeah, so he, she's been on a couple of POS tracks. Yeah. She spits fire, like yeah. her wordplay is fantastic, and she can sing. Yeah. So she has that like best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, but I saw the name Black Star on. Dude, I was just about to say. Get out of here! No lie. Get so, the fuck out! And it's fucking tiny. Yeah, they're like fourth like line. Like, like most actual, actual, like, actual, actual, like, actual I don't black know. Star. Like that's actual. Is it actual? Black Star because I didn't actual think I didn't think they were ever gonna do Black Star again. Actual Black Star, dude. It says Black Star. So, Two words. So the first name I noticed was Anderson Pac, and I was like, "There we go. I'm going. I don't care. I'm a. I very, very, very much so love Anderson Pac, and I've never seen him. Um, but fucking, I saw Black Star, and I was like. I don't care if you play, if they play at the same time as Anderson Pac, I'm watching Black. It's fucking Black Star. And then right next to Black Star is Guster, which is Naomi's favorite band. So I was like, cool, she'll be down to go. Like, because <laughs> we were like, we went last year and it was awesome. And then we were kicking around. I mean, I'm definitely going no matter what this year. But even she was like, ah, I might go to one day. Like, we'll see who's playing, whatever. And then I saw Guster and I was like, yeah, she shoo in. Like, so. Red. Yeah, but I'm I'm very excited about that logic. I'm not a huge logic guy, but like seeing logic play, Janelle Monae, I'm very very excited to see. Oh, dude, he's real good. Dude, no, she Janelle oh, Monae. Oh, she's the it was. Sorry. fucking best. Like that's somebody I'm very very excited about. And uh, Turnstile is playing. I don't like Turnstile, man. I'm not a big Turnstile. I don't fan, like Turnstile. But so I want to see how they handle a massive festival like that. Like watching Converge crush a couple years ago, dude, was don't, so sick. Don't talk about that one. I, I, I really. That was like that was supposed to be like my day. It was it like was so Converge, Run the Jewels, and Weezer so all playing the that same stage, and uh, I couldn't go. You think they did well? 
I, I, so I wasn't there. Converge. Converge, Converge yeah. always does well. I, so I would, I would, I would agree. I love Converge. I won't go see Converge in a big room anymore. They don't sound good. I would, yeah. Oh, so no. I wouldn't want to see them. Like, if, I mean, if they play like upstairs Palladium, I'm there. That's like the perfect setting. Yeah, it'd be sick. This was just like a, they got added last minute because Modern Baseball dropped. Yeah, Modern Baseball dropped. Fucking upgrade. Um, hey, I love Modern Baseball. I'm just saying upgrade. Yo, shout out Modern Baseball. Shout out Sean. What's up? Sub converge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were sick. It was rad. That's awesome. That's super awesome. Um, but yeah, so yeah, my my stoke is the guff ball lineup. My my poke is no, that's not true. My poke is the guff ball lineup. My stoke is definitely the new and improved cross bake shop. Brad, yeah. what do you got for us, Derek? Uh, <clears throat> I say my stoke, and it's probably been repeated as a, a number of times, is all the everything great that's happening in Worcester, all the restaurants that are coming into town, and um, the attention that we're starting to garner from <clears throat> more major markets, just like within the restaurant community. Um, yeah, it's it's super cool to see people like interested in coming out here and doing events and and investing their time out here and opening places and um, all that kind of stuff. My, you know, that's it's it's really all I got. You're, um, uh, my, I like how you're stoked. So we've had, a, I mean, I think everybody has been very stoked about Worcester, but everybody has had like their thing. Like we've heard like the baseball stadium and things like that. You're the first person whose stoke has been like the respect that the service industry in Worcester has gotten. Yeah. And that's what it's, 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 def- it's definitely nice because we've always, you know, Worcester's always been kind of this place that was, you know, stuck five years in the past behind Boston. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's just nice to, it's nice to kind of start being like, having people be like, oh, well, this is like, this is, these are legitimate places you should, like, you need to go in, in Worcester and, and try. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's more, there's gonna be more coming in, which is, which is super awesome. Yeah. I always love talking to people at the dive. Um, there's this couple from Jim, from JP that come out. He's a manager at like some like dive bar or whatever, like a regular, like yeah. pretty classic dive bar, but they jump on the train and come out and get off and have three or four beers at the dive bar and get back on the train and go home. And he, just to go to the dive just bar. To go to the yeah, dive yeah. Bar. no, no, I, I know who you're talking about. They've come in, a, they've come in a couple times. They're he's so like, rad. he's like an old hardcore dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I gotta get their name next time they come in. But they're so sick. Like, I remember talking to him once, and he's like, "Oh yeah." Like, I wrote down the name of the bar. I forget what it was, but he's like, "Oh, I work out there. We manage out there, but we come out here like just to come here and like drink a couple of beers and get back on the train." I was like, "That's." Fucking sick. Remember that time we said nobody goes for half hour just to go to a place to eat? Could you imagine traveling that far just for a good beer? Damn. Yes, I can. Like, uh, <laughs> they, came, sure. they came to Dead Horse one time when uh, when the dive was closed. It was, oh, like, really? it was like a Sunday or something like That's that. That's awesome. Um, and I believe that I believe they told me that you were the one that recommended us. So yeah. thank you so much. Always my number one place to recommend, Dead Horse Hill. But again, thank you because there's... I don't even know how many people come into the dive, but they're like, do it down at Dead Horse. And like, I'm like, who's working? And it's either like big dude, tattoos and a beard, or it's like bald guy. I'm like, TK or Derek. <laughs> Every yep. single time. All right, we best. tell everybody to go down to dive bar. Dive bar's great. It's the best. One of my favorite places to go in the city. Oh. So what do you want to poke at, Derek? Um, Actually, this might get me a little fired up, so I'm going to try to get too fired up. <laughs> you were about to say fired, and I was like, wait, please um, don't get fired. Fired up. Fired up. <laughs> um... 
I'm really just kind of fucking sick of all the negative bullshit that's coming out of people's mouths about everything going on in the city. It's like everyone talks about how how Worcester's a shithole and how we need to we need to start improving and then things in the city start happening like like the redesign of Kelly Square that's imminent that needs to happen for the yeah. for the park to for the park to be in. Everyone's like, don't change Kelly Square, it's what makes Worcester Worcester. It's like, dude, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like stop. And I'm sorry, this is like the first time I've sworn the entire time. Yeah, I've been very conscious about that. Thank God for fucking it being a podcast. <laughs> but it's like Worcester's needed some improvement for a long time. It's finally happening. And then everybody's like, it's like, oh, all these restaurants are too fucking expensive to eat at. And I'm like, you don't have to go eat at the restaurants every day. Huh. Like, make it like just. Just go once in a while. Like, be positive about the stuff that's happening. Be happy that people are starting to take interest in the city as something viable versus, you know, you know, whatever, whatever people's view of it is outside of Worcester. Like, I've been to, I've been to places in Boston and Providence, you know, and I've been like, yeah, I'm from Worcester, and be like, oh yeah, you know, what are you gonna do, stab me? I'm like, no, like, not at all. It's no. not, it's not what it's about. It's not what it's about out there. That's how you get in. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's just there's so much negative shit coming out of people's mouths about about the stadium and about the, like the like all the construction happening downtown. Um, you know, the redesign of Kelly Square, people were just like, people were like, Worc- Worcester's not gonna be Worcester anymore. I'm like, well, you spent 20 years talking about what a shithole this place was. Yeah. And it's like, now somebody's gonna do something about it. Yeah, why don't, you, why don't you just shut the fuck up and let it happen? <laughs> and and bask in it, and bask in the fact that, you know, property values are gonna go up and there's gonna be more things to do and there's gonna be more of a, more of a city feel to it than just like, more of like a real downtown city feel. Because yeah. I mean, you know, Worcester's small enough where the whole there's like downtown can be busy. Um, you know, like the Canal District can be busy down by down by the the stadium. It's all it's all there, man. Like everyone just has to start accepting it, yeah. accepting the fact that we're going to change and that we're going to grow and that we're going to start having um, better things here and and stop complaining about all the shit they want to complain about. Yeah, if you want to complain, do something about it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, everybody's going to complain. Everybody has a right to complain. But like I've I've heard in the same breath before people being like, what's just such a shithole? I can't fucking believe they're putting a stadium in. I'm like, do you hear what you're saying? Like, do you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth? You just like black out sometimes. It's a ballpark. Yeah. (laughs) The ballpark. Stadiums are intrusive. Uh, But I'm but I'm with you. No, I'm totally fucking with you. Like, Oh God! Nobody goes there. It's, or, yeah, I don't go there because it's oh fucking never mind. It's a yogi bearism, but it's like, yeah, stop bitching about it. People have come in. Yeah, some of them are outsiders. Yeah, you're worried about gentrification, but they're doing the fucking best they can to just. I've got this feeling. I've got this feeling that with all the new construction going on, that there won't really be any major gentrification in Worcester. I mean, it's already. Keep going. I have. I have a feeling. I've, it's, maybe it's just hope. It's pie in the sky, unfortunately. I, it's already happening, but but it doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad thing. It's Matt Cousins. Do you know Matt Cousins, one of the cop juju dudes? Yeah. yeah. He put up this super interesting post on Facebook, really just about this. And I'm going to read it verbatim because Bill Shanner put it out in Worcester Mag, and it's it's fucking it's really it's it's spot on. Matt says, "I feel like maybe people who like me who always lived in Worcester were cool with their messy ass house, but still felt like complaining." about the mess and transplants are the new significant other slash gentrifer uh, cleaning the mess pointing out what slobs we 
r slash were. And maybe we're cool with the tub being clean now, but the live, laugh, love decal on the door and the fancy yogurt in the fridge haunts us. So when the ball and the chain is at work, we lift the drop ceiling panel where we uh, had that party stash and we clip our toenails in bed and download Tinder to our Android. It was like... Shout out Matt Cousins. Yeah, uh, that's that's that is spot on. Like spot on. I love that dude. So like, yeah, I think people are always gonna bitch, but I think in three years when they see where it's come, where it's like where it's all the progress that has been made, they'll find just something different to bitch about. Probably. But. Oh yeah, there's always something different. It's like I don't know. I do it. <clears throat> I do it myself all the time. It's easy to. Yeah, it's the easiest thing to do. I don't think I've ever heard you complain in my entire the entire time I've known you. So I was talking about this with TK last night. Like, there's a new coffee spot in Worcester, uh, which I tried out and I wasn't super impressed with it. To be fair, I'm literally drinking their coffee right now and it's drastically better. Okay, if you go to Fuel, do not get the fucking uh, nitro, nitro cold brew. It's not that good. Get the regular, just like, yo, can I get a large cold brew? It's awesome. It's head and shoulders better than a nitro. It's great. Their chocolate chip cookie is so dope. It's dope. It's dope. It's not a crust level cookie, but it's my favorite thing. That's on the menu there. So like last night, TK and I were talking and he's like, dude, you never say anything bad. Like whenever you say something bad, you're like, yeah, like I hated like my seat that I was sitting in or like, I, you know, I wasn't a big, big fan of like the meal I got, but like that seat I sat in was the fucking comfiest seat ever. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty much me. Like there's something good about everywhere. Like, there just is. Yep. Um, and yeah, so I don't know why I started talking. About no, but I mean, if anything, that's like <laughs> that's because I, I told you you never complained about anything in your entire oh, life. Oh yeah, true. I like half complain. I'll take that. You, you stay focused on the positive, and that's good. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, somebody's got to do it. So I'm gonna complain. Uh, <laughs> no, poke. yeah. On that note, I'm gonna start with a poke. Uh, this is taken from an article by Mark Sullivan from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. On Sunday, the fire police and firefighters made an usual ATM withdrawal from Lake Quinsigamond. So, long story short, some dude and a black. Chevy pickup jacked the ATM from, sorry, Greendale's pub. Yo, I love Greendale's. <laughs> Greendale's is lit. Greendale's is so sick. I love jacked that place. the ATM, broke into it, stole the money, and then dumped the fucking thing in Lake Quinsigamond. That's amazing. So wow. some poor bastard from the city, or from the, one of the first responders, I don't know who the fuck, probably from the towing company, now that I think about it, had to wade into the lake just to put the chains around the goddamn ATM machine, wow. ATM, so that they could winch it out with the, the truck. All because some other dickhead decided that he wanted to steal money and not work for it. There's also, like, not that much money in those. There really like, isn't. The idea of stealing an ATM from a bar, it's like, Cool. You probably got. I mean, especially if they like broke in after hours after it's been being used all night. Like you got like what a couple hundred bucks. Now when you get caught, you're like going to jail. For like, say there's a thousand bucks in there. You know what I mean? Like there's never that much money. I watched the guy fill them. Yeah. There's not that much money in there. This is stupidest thing to steal. The owner of Greendale's Pub, Kenny Nicholas, when asked, said, "Yeah, I guess it was ours." <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. oh yeah, there it but is. Anyway, uh, so that's so, I love green nails. <laughs> fucking so crooks sick. do better. Stop polluting fucking litter bugs on top of stealing money. Right. Anyway, uh, oh and yeah, that's bullshit. Thank you. Anyway, uh, 
thing I'm stoked about is on Monday, this past Monday, I was invited to be part of a, bla a blast off conversation that happened this week. July of 2019 marks 50 years since we put a man on the moon. Did you guys know that? Yeah. I did not. And to commemorate, right. there's a whole bunch of local organizations and businesses, that's why I was with Stephanie in that meeting, Okay. Um, who are gonna celebrate the realization of local legend, Dr. Robert Goddard's dream of getting to the moon. Um, so 93 years ago, Worcester native, old Bobby, <laughs> old Bobby Goddard, which I think is fucking hilarious. Nobody Bobby calls him Bobby. Goddard. Bobby Goddard. Anyway, Bobby. Uh, Dr. Bobby Robert, Goddard. Dr. Robert Goddard became the first person to create, build, and launch a liquid-fueled rocket from Aunt Effie's farm in nearby Auburn, which is now the Packachaw Golf Course. Uh, <laughs> so... To celebrate this, we're gonna see a whole year's worth of events. Like <sighs> this summer is gonna be filled with rockets and science space stuff. And that's sick. Yeah, it's gonna be I'm super super, super into cool. That. Better start hearing a lot more Smashing Pumpkins then. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously, <laughs> I'm gonna play nothing but Elton John. Uh, I'm in. Oh yeah. I'm a rocket man. People are like, Ricky, shut the fuck up. Like, it's not me singing. It's Elton. No, it's El Yeah. Also, I'm like, channeling. I'm channeling this, the soul of Elton John. Yeah. Even though he's not dead. No, he's wait. Fucking, he's not dead, right? No, he's not he's dead. A, he's a knight. Dude was knighted. Sir Elton John. John. Sir Elton yeah, John. Sir Elton John. Respect. Throw some respect on Elton John's name every time. <laughs> Throw some respect about his name. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pumped to see uh, the rocket celebration. Yeah. Dude, that's sick. Now I'm pumped for the summer. I can't wait. That's that's the thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'm pumped for the summer too, because like. Mama Rue, Die Bar Patio. Oh, dude, I can't wait for the Die Bar Patio to open back up. Yeah, dude, Sam. I can go back to wearing boat shoes and no socks and not having everybody be like, are you cold? I'm like, well, yeah, but like, I don't have time to put socks on. Ain't nobody got time for that. Vacation lifestyle all the time. Seven feet of snow, boat shoes. Really? No I'm socks. Fuck. Yeah, dude. I have, right now I have, I have vans on and I do have socks on. But yeah, boat, boat shoes are like, if you could ask me what I would wear every single day, it would literally be boat shoes. I don't fucking care. I love them. In high school, my sister wanted to wear flip-flops every day, but we live at the top of a hill, so she wore flip-flops to school, and the school bus couldn't get up the hill due to snow, so she had to walk home in, like, six inches of snow and flip-flops. You bet your ass that was the last day she wore flip-flops to high school. You know what you gotta do, though? You gotta rock boots to school, get to school, throw those flip-flops on, boats back, all right, boats, boots back out. Galoshes, right just galoshes. You can galoshes. keep the flip flops on. Oh, I go. just <laughs> oversized step in the closet. Yeah. Where there were you, you Derek? I mean, you wish you could have come given us some advice. I had I had moon boots pretty much to like ninth grade, so Hell yeah. Yeah, it was it was a shit. That's what's up. I want like boat shoes but like Heelys, so I can just like skate around. Dude, I I, I want so a pair of Heelys so bad for work so Sam. I can just like oh, they don't still yeah. make those, do they? Oh, yeah, no, they do. Yeah, they're back. They're back. They're back. Do you remember the uh, the the shoes that soaps. had like the grind plates soaps? Yeah, yeah. they had the grind plates on them. Yeah, I didn't get any for. I don't know why I never got them. But so what we did was we took candles. I like stole candles or whatever from like my mom's like candle fucking box, and I would take that and we would just wax up our shoes and I would slide around the hallway at school. After about I don't know a day and a half of. There's probably like eight of us that were waxing our shoes. The floor had a nice, nice coating of wax. Nice. People were falling. The janitor was beyond upset. And we were then told if you are caught with a candle, not even like on fire, literally if you're caught with a candle in school, you're getting suspended. And I was like, my bad. 
I just wanted to fucking slide around. Like, I'm sorry for partying, guys. Like, the one time I ruined the school floor with candle wax. Sick. Bring back candles. Bring, I'm bringing back soaps, the dive bar. <laughs> Ian's going to be like, what the fuck happened back here? Did you break all the candles? I'm like, nah, dude, I was sliding around. Just, just Didn't sliding you look around. at Instagram? No big deal. Content was lit. <laughs> I'm just trying to up my, uh, I don't know. Up in those follows. Up in how quick I can move around the bar. Yeah. Just be like me and Val. Val will soap up the our oh, tennis shoes. Yeah. Sick. Hell yeah. So Derek, if people want to find you on the internet, how do they find you? Um, <clears throat> I don't really check my Facebook page, so you can just kind of disregard that. It's basically up for just like random so promoting, your wife promoting somebody events. To engage to, or your fiance as somebody she could say that she's engaged to. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty much. That's I have a buddy that his wife made him make a profile just so she can be married to the name, and he hasn't checked it since. And that was like eight years ago. I used to, I used to check. I used to I used to like I used to like Facebook, but it got too political and too many people just screaming about. Nothing. Just basically, has you ever seen that? Uh, you ever seen that that Simpsons episode where it's like um, the the uh, the newspapers has a picture of Grandpa and says "Old Man Yells at Cloud." <laughs> like that's every every time I see like somebody posting some like crazy political shit like so on Facebook, it's all I can think of. I've, I've been guilty of it too, and I'm just like I read my post, and I'm like I, I sound like a jabroni. Um, but yeah, so if you want to find me, you're cooking. if you want to find me on um, Instagram, it's Derek the Barman, um, all one word. D-E-R-E-K The only way to spell it True um, Shout out Derek Walters Just kidding um, Yeah I, That's really my only Social media account That I that I have in check Or come down And find you at Dead Horse Or come find me at Dead Horse Hill On uh, Yeah 281 Main Street We're open for dinner Tuesday through Sunday Awesome And then brunch on Saturday Sunday as well Sounds rad You guys should all Get into that It's best I'll be there eating sandwiches yeah, the best sandwich in the city, apparently. I'll be there shaking cocktails and telling dirty jokes. Yes. Yeah, don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah, right? Breakfast sandwiches, you shaking and talking dirty? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Naomi. <laughs> awesome. Sorry, Tina. <laughs> they Not are, sorry, Sarah. They anyway, uh, thank you very much for, for coming on. It's been my pleasure. I have been Travis. You could find me on Instagram at, at HunchbackTravis. I have been Ricky. You can find me at DickChuck77 or Seltzer Time Official. Thanks for listening. Sorry for partying. Not sorry for partying.